Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm Rose Lucky, and I am laying back right now. I'm <laughs> I'm out sitting for a friend right now, and he's got a he's got like this bean bag uh, leg rest or whatever you want to call it. And I am chilling right now, but <sighs> I have to get up in order to. I don't I don't know why I did this. This is a terrible idea to do before the po- the podcast. Um, but anyway, actually, before we get into all that, I'm gonna use this time to stall uh, while I get the courage to get up from this very comfortable spot. Uh, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and uh, try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I'm by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Today, we're going over the depression subreddit as I may or may not have said before. Okay, it's time to get up. There we go. Okay. Oh, dude, that beanbag chair like footrest is so nice so i have to say um i'm really i'm really starting to appreciate um the things in my life right now i've kind of got a a good structure going on and i just want to reiterate before we get into the depression subreddit how important structure is for uh, solid mental health it doesn't mean you have to have like every part of your day structured. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, be like schedule crazy or anything like that. But just having like a solid structure throughout your day with, I, I guess, with like less than, hmm, like less than six to seven hours of like crazy time to get out of control. So, uh, let, let me take you through my day, right? I usually, I wake up, either go to the gym or wake up a little bit later and then go to work. And then I work for eight hours. Um, and then I get off and I usually have uh, roughly about five to six hours to do whatever I want. But usually it's it, about an hour. It's, take, it's taken up uh, doing podcasts. I do this podcast and then my anime casual podcast, which I do daily. Um there's also editing that I have to do, especially for my mental health casual page, uh, just all that other stuff. So it's been um, it's been cool to have like this structure, even though sometimes it does. I, I do feel like I would like to do like, you know, even going over to my friends and house sitting, I do still have to uh, bring my computer over, still have to do these podcasts. Uh, but luckily for me, um this has become such an ingrained part of me that I couldn't imagine doing like having a couple, like having like a full on couple of weeks without it, you know, uh, a couple of days maybe, but yeah, after, I don't even know what I do after a couple of weeks to be completely honest with you. Um, but yeah, just a reminder for anybody that is struggling out there with depression who ha- maybe you have way too much free time on your hands. Um, I know I did during the pandemic and it was hard for me to get out of that slump. Um, like even after the pandemic, it was kind of hard for me to figure out like, okay, well, what am I, what, what do I do now to, uh, to, you know, since I have, I almost have no excuse to not get a job now. Um, my only excuse is the fact that I won't have enough free time to do certain things that I did before, but before I had way too much free time. So it was all about like that kind of struggle, but ultimately I decided to just go out and go for it. And luckily I, you know, been working for about a month now. So it's been, it's been good to, um, 
feel that. And then also on the weekends now, I actually feel like doing, you know, um, actually, actually, no, I usually chill during the weekends. But the chill factor, it doesn't like get in the way, you know, like it did before. Before I was just chilling all the time. And then I'd start thinking and, you know, I'll be real with you during the pandemic, man. I, I think I had some of the my worst thoughts, um, intrusive thoughts. Now, I'm pretty good at um, getting um, coping with intrusive thoughts and dealing with them. But I mean, there's only so many times you can hear your to you can hear yourself call yourself worthless before it starts to wear on you a little bit. You know what I mean? So. Anyway, uh, let's go into the first post over here before I keep going on with my rant. I had a biology class today and I cried the soul out of me. Hey, as the title says, today I had a biology class about miscarriages and stuff. Now, this wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the fact that yesterday I was told that my dad's wife had not one but two miscarriages, one being before my brother was born. My brother is a rainbow baby. Uh, I don't I don't know what that means. Uh, and the other one last Friday. I felt like crap when I was told this and this is and this freaking class made it even worse. I excused myself, went, uh, I excused myself, went to the bathroom and cried for like 20 minutes. My little brother is only four and he doesn't like me. I was hoping they'd have another baby that would be nicer, but now it's dead. If it's any use for anyone, both fetuses died at two months. And my brother is actually my stepbrother. <clears throat> Might not seem like a big deal to, uh, a big deal to some people, but here I am. You know, it's actually very interesting. I remember, um, sorry, I'm bringing out a, a I guess somewhat politics alert. I, we used to, uh, there's this Planned Parenthood right next to, um, on this really main thoroughfare in, uh, San Jose, back where I'm from in California. And, uh, there was, there's this Planned Parenthood over there. Reason why it's relevant is me and my mom would constantly pass by there, uh, on Sundays because our, our church was down there. And so every time we would go down there, um, we'd see the Planned Parenthood. And then outside the Planned Parenthood were the people, uh, you know, who are against abortion. Um, they would post up uh, pictures, you know, of aborted fetuses and all that other stuff. And it always really irked my mom. And I never understood why. And then finally she admitted, you know, that uh, she, I, I would have had, I, I, so for people listening, I do actually have a little brother. It's on my dad's side. I don't really know him all that well. Uh, maybe it's a bit of my fault. Um, but I would have had like a full, uh, a full blooded, like my brother. Um, I, I only have half siblings that not only I, right. I, I love my siblings as if they're, you know, my full siblings, but you know, this sibling would have been fully my mom and my dad's, uh, and he, you know, my mom had a miscarriage and it was always devastating to her because my dad always thought that, you know, uh, she got, a. uh, I don't remember exactly what what he thought exactly, but, um, you know, he definitely didn't comfort her with that. But uh, anyway, uh, it, it always got to her and triggered her whenever she saw that because it reminded her of, you know, she had no no control over it. Right. She miscarried. Um, and even uh, somebody else that we talked to, I, I, I the first time I had ever heard about a miscarriage was we were talking to this per person in our neighborhood and they had mentioned it and I didn't know what I, that meant. I was only in like third or fourth grade. And my, my friend who was a little bit older kind of like looked at me. It was like, oh, just it means this. Right. Because I, I wasn't getting it. I, I didn't. I looked at her. I, I had no idea what she was talking about. Um, so, you know, and, and listen, this is very tough for some people. Right. Because, um, you know, these are potential brothers and sisters that you could have had. 
you know, if circumstances were different, right? Um, it's it's very it's very very tough, and I um, my heart goes out to this person, right? Um, and you know, especially going you know going to school thinking uh, thinking you're getting away from the situation, and then all of a sudden having that situation uh, full on, you know, full on, um, you know, ju- just in your face at school. Um, it, it's tough. It's tough, right? But I think ultimately, and I, I'm trying to not sound not to sound religious here or anything like that. Um, I just think that that that, that type of coincidence is a good um, is a sign that maybe you should find somebody to um, confide in. So your father, anything like that. Um, and, and mourn together. You know, I, I think mourning is good. I think mourning is, is, is a, is a powerful thing. Um, because without it, I think we'd just simply be robots, right? Like we'd be these, these things, these beings without emotions. We wouldn't be much of a human being if we, we didn't have some type of mourning mechanism in us. Um, and one of the important things about mourning is that it, I was actually funny enough, I was watching an anime the other day. And uh, this guy confessed his love to this girl, and the other guy was like, uh, "This better go through, because if he fails, then we're all gonna have to mourn with him, and then I'm not gonna be able to to ask the girl that I want to ask out out <laughs> because because we're all mourning together, and then it kills the mood." And I was like, "You know what? That is true, right? There there is the sense of uh, well, unless you're like a, a sociopath, but." Um, for most people, we're able to see when somebody's suffering, and we will, to a certain degree, suffer with them. To to to, like I said, to a certain degree, um, it's almost like our our we we change demeanors, we um, change the the timbre of our voice, all that other stuff. So, um, you know, try and try, maybe confide in your in your father and, and your stepmother uh, with this type of with this type of stuff. Um, I know it's rough for you but i think that's the uh i think this is a good chance for you to go ahead and do that if you're not already doing that i'm not i i don't really have all the information in here so uh, let's go to the next post here my dog died my dog died this morning and i don't know what to do anymore i've had him for my whole life he was my everything and now he's gone i just can't process this i don't want it to be real i hate this i hate everything i don't want to do this anymore i'm so tired i hate it yeah there was um in one of our um, outpatient classes that we were doing, I think it was actually, uh, I think it was a, a depression where it, it, it wasn't technically a class. It, it was a workshop, I guess is what you want to call it. That they were doing at the hospital, but I still had to pay a copay. So <laughs> anyway, we went to the workshop. Funny enough, it was actually run by one of my ther- my therapists and another person. And anyway, one of the people one week was really, really sad and just, broke down in, in the middle of the circle and mentioned, you know, he lost his dog and his dog was so important to him. And, you know, I can absolutely, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm house sitting right now and I'm actually, uh, technically I'm more dog sitting than anything. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just something about an animal, especially dogs where their love is kind of unconditional, right? With humans, we, uh, we, we can have unconditional love, but I think to a certain degree because of our intelligence, right. Uh, not saying, not I'm, not I'm not trying to put down animals or anything, but I think because of our higher intelligence, there is a sense of um, 
distrust uh, or a lot more of a sense of distrust and sometimes uh, maybe even mental illness that may get in the way of us fully uh, loving someone whereas dogs seem to fully love us for you know just showing up showing showing up back at home just little things like that right um and you know i i think one of the most important and this is why you know if i ever have a kid uh i i want them to i you know i want them to grow up with a dog one of the reasons why i want them to do that is because unfortunately no matter what you do the dog will not live to your last day, right? If you're a kid. And, you know, because dogs on average live up to 14 to 16 years, even less for bigger dogs. And it's unfortunate, but it is an important lesson to learn in life on um, how to... Mar Listen, I've lost, uh, I've lost uh, three dogs so far. Um, my first dog that I ever lost was Chelsea, rest in peace who is this Australian shepherd that I had when I was very, very young. And there, there's all, there's still like a, a nagging pain in my heart. Whenever I see uh, like the dog that I'm house sitting right now is, is a type of shepherd. And uh, my, mine was an Australian shepherd border collie mix. And I really loved her and I, I love all my dogs. And so um, there's just something. And, you know, it, it was, I've always, I've still have a little bit of like, trauma when it comes to like my my newer uh, my, my my current dog that i have right now technically she she's with my mom and my mom's living with us but um you know we chose a rat terrier and we actually had a rat terrier before the passed away and this one every now and then when she's you know sorry this is gonna be a little graphic but every now and then when she's um she's like passed out or like sleeping or something like that um, I, I see the look of my rat terrier when, <clears throat> unfortunately, when we put her down, like the relaxed face that she had and I can see it right now. And it's just, oh man, it, it, there's something that just kills you about it because, you know, you know, it's for the best for this dog. Uh, and you have all the experts saying it's the best for this dog, but there's a part of you that wants to hold on for dear life to any you know, because, and you know, it, it is to a certain degree, it's a selfish request, right? To, to ask something to live and suffer, you know, just so that you can hold on to that. But that's okay, right? Like, as long as you don't give in to that um, and still and accept it. But, you know, I, I think it's important to learn those lessons. Uh, now, I'm not saying just to get a dog because, because it's going to die someday. Obviously, there are many other reasons to, um, you know, a, a dog has uh, certain responsibilities that come with it as well. Um, there is a sense. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, man. There, there's so many times where I broke down to my do to my dog, and just it, it, oh my god, man, just completely uh, broke down to it. And you know, he would just look at me and and lay down with me. Um, even like my little dog, right? Uh, I'm sorry, my little rat terrier right now. I got really sick in January for people that remember that. Uh, and I don't know what it was, but January 1st, I, I, I still remember it. I came down, I, I came out of my room and I was dead. Like I, I just felt terrible. Um, anyway, just kept on sleeping and sleeping. And then my, my rat terrier just keeps on scratching at my door. Finally, my mom opens it and she just runs up goes up there and just lays with me like she because she knows what something's wrong so she goes over there to help me and so 
that's the kind of love that these dogs bring us. And I, there's always going to be like, oh, I wish I would have spent this time with her or done this with her or him, whatever. Um, and those are all things that we do that we deal with when we're dealing with loved ones as well. So um, best of luck with you and your morning as well. Uh, my some uh, part of this advice would be the same as the last one. Find somebody to mourn with. Um, there is there is power in mourning with somebody who's been with, through it before, but you don't always have to, man. You you don't always have to. There are ways to personalize somebody's grief with your own, right? Even though you may have not may not have lost a dog, maybe you lost a, a a person in your life, anything like that. So, uh, one of the worst parts of depression is the next post here. I'm gonna blow my nose real quick. Give me one second. Sorry about that. I'm right. I am back. Uh, one of the worst parts of depression is that people eventually get tired of you and your quote unquote negativity. So you basically just end up alone. So this is very important. Um, I don't. So in this case, I don't particularly blame the people who are around you that leave you. Um, I think that is obviously their choice. But I think at the same time, you have to be careful about uh, wearing your friends out. Right. Um because if you're simply using your friends as therapy and you might not, you might think to yourself, well, oh, well, all I'm doing is just talking, right? Uh, a lot of times people with depression, I find, will find ways to just talk about negative. And it, it, listen, man, you, you have to think about it from the other person's perspective. If all you ever talk about is terrible thing or, or terrible things, it's only going to get worse for you. It's only going to separate uh, you from them. It's only going to cause a rift. Listen, I, I had in the midst of, sorry, in the height of my depression, I actually had a friend who was far more depressed than me, but she wasn't going to therapy. She wasn't doing anything to help herself. And so eventually I just got sick and tired of it. I got really sick and tired of being around her just because it was so draining you know you talk to her uh she'd ask for advice and then you would you know you, you'd be like ah well i mean here you go and then she wouldn't take it right because if somebody asks for advice i i will give it but if they don't ask for advice i'll probably still give it anyway but <laughs> i mean look at this podcast right um but uh but yeah it just it just gets frustrating after a while to see like you know to see somebody suffering but also choosing to continue to suffer with no meaning right there's power in suffering to a certain degree um, but if you're suffering with no meaning it's kind of that suffering just becomes pointless let's say you're fasting right there's there's probably some meaning behind that right maybe you want to get healthier maybe you want to uh, learn to beat your cravings something like that or maybe religious reasons obviously um, then, or health reasons, then there's reasons for that suffering. So, um, I would just say, you know, when, when we're talking about like your depression, it, make sure you don't complete, you know, you don't completely annihilate your friends, uh, with your negative, uh, aura because it, it just, it, it is a shame but it's also, listen, like I said, I can't blame your friends for, I can't blame, you know, people who don't want to be around somebody who's always talking about negativity. 
Um, and listen, I still, uh, I, I mean, I used to hang out with people like that, and it was just all, it was just constant. There was this other girl I knew who just kept, I swear to, I swear to God, man, she would always just like ditch all of us to go, like, why, you know, she wouldn't tell us where she was going. So we'd just be wondering, like, hey, what's going on? We, you know, I, I'll be real with you. I had a little bit of a crush on her, so I'd, I'd go and, uh, you know, I'd go and like try and, you know, go and find her and see what she was go- doing. And then after a while, I was like, oh, this just looks like you're, you know, you're just wanting attention by just leaving us for, and, and you know, whether or not that was right, I don't know. But either way, I was, uh, it was just one of those things where I was, uh, you know, she, she wouldn't open up to us. She wouldn't, uh, tell us anything. So yeah. Um, ultimately I don't blame those people in the same way with like any, well, most mental illnesses. Um, I, I try not to use them as an excuse for the way that you treat people. Um, listen, it may not be fun to just talk about, uh, happy things all of the time, but you have to be careful. Like I said, you have to be careful about wearing people out around you. Um, and that's a trait. That's, that's a, that's a, a, I guess a trick that you learn a little bit later. So, um, I can't completely blame this person, but anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email uh, me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Also, uh, there will be a link to the uh, subreddit used in this uh, podcast in the info box as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.